0: Welcome to Journey with Me, the podcast where the journey is greater than the destination. I, of course, am your host, Holly Harris, your journey girl, helping you to manage the middle. And on today's episode, I wanted to keep in the same vein as I did on uh, the episode before last, where I was talking about the roadblocks that can keep one from the faith. And so today, what I wanted to talk about are the uh, misconceptions about the church and uh, those being uh, misconceptions that can keep uh, one from the faith. In fact, according to gallup.com, Americans' membership in houses of worship continued to decline last year, dropping below 50% for the first time in Gallup's eight-decade trend. In 2020, 47% of Americans said they belong to a church, synagogue, or mosque, down from 50% in 2018 and 70% in 1999. U.S. church membership was 73% when Gallup first measured it in 1937 and remained near 70% for the next six decades before beginning a steady decline around the turn of the 21st century. You may ask, you know, why the downward trend um, in church membership? And uh, so I just kind of wanted to dive into some of the misconceptions about the church that could really contribute to that decline. So the first misconception is the idea that people in church are perfect or they are above reproach. Um, and a lot of times, you know, when we see things happen, whether it's a public representative, you know, of the church and you see a, a big scandal happen or whether it's local representatives in the church uh, where in, in just your local church, you've had a bad experience or there's church hurt or offense. Um, it goes back to that idea Of thinking that this is supposed to be the place where I don't get hurt. Um, and the reality is you're dealing with a bunch of people who are going to church because they need to be there, because they do fall short, because there is a lacking, um, and there is a need, uh, to be developed, to be nurtured, and to grow. I know I used to have this same belief growing up, um, you know, just this unconscious belief that, you know, uh, no one was doing anything wrong. Everybody was perfect. And the first time I saw the opposite, you know, it did shock me. Um, But I don't know why it would. But there is that unconscious thought and belief uh, within our societies. Uh, you know, aren't you supposed to be saved or aren't you supposed to uh, live up to some um, level of um, moral uh, standard because of what you believe? And the, the truth is that we should but at the same time, humans are fallible and we are, uh, you know, subject to fall, subject to make mistakes, subject to make the wrong choices. And so sometimes that can be um, a a culture shock for one who may um, not have grown up in the church or uh, maybe they come in off the streets and So they have a preconceived notion that, you know, they're going to treat me right here. They're going to do me right. And sometimes that just does not happen, unfortunately, because they're human beings. Um, And then that becomes a reflection on God on his ability to treat you right, on his ability to come through for you uh, because you uh, have been let down before by one of his representatives. And it, it was so crazy because my pastor was all up in my podcast episode on Sunday because he went to the scripture where where there was a man who had a son, uh, that needed a demon cast out of him. And he went to the, to the disciples to have it done, uh, but they couldn't do it. But then Jesus comes along and, uh, he says, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. You know, when Jesus, you know, uh, approached him about, um, healing his son. And so, um, and he, you know, kind of went on and talked about on Sunday about how uh we can allow the rep- our, you know representatives um of Christ to basically um to dumb down our e- expectation of him um to uh stump out our uh love for him even sometimes when we are offended and when um you know those around us fall short you know and sometimes that is a reflection of us having a relationship with the church, but not really having that relationship with God, because that's how you're able to distinguish between the two, is when you go and you're hurt, you understand that this human being does not equate to my relationship with God, does not equate to how he feels about me, does not equate to how he has come through for me. When you understand and you have developed your own personal relationship with him, so that's the first thing, just being, um, you know, uh, bombarded by church scandal, whether it's on a national level or whether you go to your local church and uh, you're hurt or you have a bad experience, um, someone hurts your feelings or you're offended. And it's so funny how we can uh, quickly uh, dismiss the church, quickly dismiss God whenever we're hurt because we have that unrealistic expectation, number one. Um, But then we can go to work and uh because we have that incentive that we're getting our paycheck, you know, we can go to work and be hurt all day and all night by our bosses and not be compelled enough to leave or to search for, to even search for a new position. If we're being paid enough, Uh we're willing to deal with the, the, um, being beat up or being, um, beat down on our jobs, uh, because that there's that incentive of a paycheck there. Um, but then we don't extend the same grace. When it comes to being at church, a lot of times we just, you know, just walk away whenever we're offended and whenever we have a bad experience. Um, But I just want to encourage you, you know, if you if you have had a bad experience in the church, that you would give it another chance that you would um, forgive just as you have been forgiven. So that idea that, you know, that you're going to have a perfect experience, that someone is going to treat you right all of the time there is so far-fetched and so unrealistic. And may I add, it's unfair um, to people who are still developing, people who are still growing, um, and people who still need room to make mistakes. So yeah, so that is definitely... I feel like one of the reasons for the downward trend, um, and then, uh, I would say number two would be, um, this idea or this sense that, um, people in church should be able to sense what you need, um, Yeah, because I've heard this quite a bit to where people may come to the church, maybe they're in financial need, maybe uh, they need help in some other way, um, and they expect people to read their minds. They expect um, someone to be able to sense, you know, what's going on and to reach out to them and and help them. Uh, But I submit to you that you have to communicate. You have to communicate what your needs are. Uh, In order to get them met, Um, I can't remember how the saying goes, but it basically uh, talks about how uh, many times we're disappointed by people because we expect them to live up to expectations that we never set. And it is so true. Like, we'll have this thing in my mind. They should have known this. They should have known I was going through this or going through that. Shouldn't they have the Holy Ghost and, you know, all of this kind of stuff that would let them in on what I'm dealing with? And but the reality is we have not set that expectation. We haven't let them know. And we are expecting them to live up to something that we never set, and or live up to something that we never even communicated to them. So be fair, you know, and and show grace and communicate what your needs are so that they can be met. And then, of course, you know, uh, there is the part where, oh, they were not friendly to me. I came in. They didn't speak to me. You know, the the Bible talks about showing yourself friendly. And again, that goes back to, you know, the representatives sometimes and not always living up to what they should. And maybe they did have a scowl on their face when you came into the door. Uh, But that is even the more reason to show yourself friendly to them because you never know what they could be going through and the reason behind that scowl so I definitely would encourage you um, to show yourself friendly if you are uh, having a hard time making friends or Maybe people were not as warm with you as they should be. Maybe you're at the wrong church. That's number one. <laughs> uh, But number two, if it's just uh, one offender, you know, maybe uh there's another way to approach it. Maybe there is some grace that needs to be extended or maybe that person needs someone to say to them, you OK, everything's all right. You know, ex- instead of expecting them to be a robot on their post, always on, never having a bad day, never having a down day. So I think overall, what I'm basically saying is there is a need for grace when it, whenever you you're dealing with people, there is a need to extend grace because no one is perfect. And we all fall short. Um, So in conclusion, I just want to encourage, you know, anyone who uh left the church for any of the reasons above, maybe you've seen too many scandals, maybe you've had too many bad experiences and, you know, church hurt and offense and, you know, nobody helped you and everybody was mad at you. Um. I I encourage you to extend grace, to show grace, to try again, you know, maybe it means switching churches and going somewhere to where you do feel at home, to where you are embraced, to where you are loved. You know, because sometimes, you know, every representative out there, every church out there is not good. So sometimes you just have to decipher and sift through until you find one that is really um, trying to uh, live out uh, their purpose uh, through God as a church and as a body. And so sometimes you have to really dig deep in order to find that. Um, And even when you do find that, you still may get hurt because you're dealing with people uh, so you have to first determine whether or not the hurt is at a level to where it's um just off the charts, or if it's at a at level to where where it can be forgiven and grace can be applied and you can still move forward within that organization. So I just want to encourage you if you have left to give it another try. The church is where we grow. It's where we are equipped for our purpose. um, And it's where we have an opportunity to fellowship with like-minded believers. I mean, that is like when I was talking about in the first episode, um, you know, people questioning whether God exists because of the things that happen. And I was going through all of the different points there, you know, just questioning his existence. You know, one of the ways to be increased in your faith is to be around like-minded believers so that when you are weak, they can say, no, remember when he did this for you, or they can remind you of his word and, or pour into you. So that's why community is so important. The church is so important because it can help you stay focused, help you grow, be equipped in your purpose, and ultimately to accomplish the plan of God on the earth. That is the church's ultimate responsibility is to live out God's plan on the earth. And so my encouragement again to you is if you've left to go back, give it another shot, give it another try, even if it means trying another church. And then on top of that, do not blame God for what his representatives do. Do not blame him for what the people who are supposed to represent him do, because they are not one and the same. So with that being said, thank you guys for listening to the show today. Um, I want you to go and uh, rate me on Apple Pat podcast. If you have not already had a chance to do so, go ahead and subscribe, like, and share. This was just a quick, encouraging word for someone, and I hope it was a blessing um, to someone and, and ultimately helped somebody to get off the fence and go back to church. <laughs> OK, um, and again, thank you for joining me today. Be blessed and until next time.